Second Kings chapter 18, verse 13 to about 28. 2 Kings 18 from verse 13. Now, verse 13. Now in the 14th year of the king Hezekiah did Sennacherib, king of Assyria, come up against the fenced cities of Judah and took them. Jump to verse 17. And the king of Assyria sent Tatan and Rapsaris and Rapshaki from Lachish to King Hezekiah with a great host against Jerusalem and they went up and came to Jerusalem and when they were come up they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool which is in the highway of the fullest field and when they had called to the king there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shibna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. And Rabshake said unto them, Speak ye now to Hezekiah. Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this wherein thou trustest? Thou sayest, but they are but vain words. I have counsel and strength for the war. Now, on whom dost thou trust that thou rebellest against me? Now behold, thou trusted upon the staff of this bruised reed, even upon Egypt, which on which if a man lean, it will go through his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, unto all that trust on him. But if thou say unto me, we trust in the Lord our God, is not that he, whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah has taken away and has said to Judah and to Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. Now therefore I pray thee, give pledges to my lord the king of Assyria and I will deliver thee 2,000 horses if thou be able on thy part to set horses to set riders upon them. Now then will thou turn away the face of one captain of the least of my, past, my master's servants and put thy trust on Egypt for chariots and for horsemen. Am I now come up against, am I now come up without the Lord against this place to destroy it? The Lord said unto me, go up against this land and destroy it. Then said Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah and Shibna and Joah unto Rabshake, speak, I pray thee, unto thy servants in the Syrian language, for we understand it. And talk not with us in the Jewish language, in the ears of all the people that are on the wall. But Rabshake said unto them, Has my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Has he not sent me to the men which sit on the wall? 
that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you. Then Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jewish language and speak, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Can I hear somebody shout an amen? amen? Now, I know this thing will not mean too much to many people. If you, if you read it, it's, it's a very long and boring text. But if you read your Bible, you will see something like, we normally say, the Elijah spirit. And then sometimes we talk about the Caleb spirit. We use these personalities and the spirit they carry to describe certain anointings, certain character traits, certain gifts and grace that God gives to some individuals to fulfill his will. So we talk about the Joshua spirit, the Caleb spirit, the Moses spirit, the Elijah spirit. It is along this line that I'm talking about the Rabshake spirit. That there is a man in the Bible called Rabshake who is a hidden man. He, he is not, he's not, he's not somebody we are told worship Jehovah or have a covenant with Jehovah. Nevertheless, he had a master called King Sennacherib of Assyria, which is a hidden country. And King Sennacherib had a mission which he believed came from God. And that mission was to go and destroy Jerusalem, plunder it, and then loot it. And when King Sennacherib had that mission, he sent three officers to go. And deal with the situation. In the last days. Jesus promised concerning the church. He said I will build my church. And the gates of hell. Shall not prevail against it. God has sent us as his people. To possess the gates of the enemy. Now the Bible said the earnest expectation of the righteous. Awaited the manifestation of the sons of God, and this is the time of our manifestation that God has called us to possess the gates of the enemy. We are supposed to possess the gates of the enemy. This is the time when we are supposed to be speaking at the gates of the enemy. And the people that speak at the gates of the enemy will not be the most gifted, the most talented, the most anointed. It will be the sons and the daughters of God who will be speaking. The Bible said in Psalm 127, the verse number 3, he said, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Then he says in the verse number 4, that as arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. And then, the scripture now says that these children will not be ashamed, but they will speak with the enemies in the gates. God is looking for people to speak for him. In these last days, you are singing for him. I'm preaching for him. Ushers are speaking for him. Believers are witnessing for him. Everybody 
is saying something for him because he has sent us on a mission and the mission is to speak for him. And when we speak with the enemies in the gates, we take the kingdoms of this world and make them the kingdoms of our God. King Sennacherib wanted to take Jerusalem and he sent three men. The three men were the Tartan, the Rab Saris, and the Rab Shaki. When you read the verse number 19, the verse number 13, num verse number 17 says that, and the king of Assyria sent Tartan, Rab Saris, and Rab Shaki. And the Bible said in the verse number 19 that out of the three, when they finally got to the the, the, the canal of the upper pool of Jerusalem, it was the Rabshake who spoke. The Tartan didn't speak. The Rabsaris didn't speak. It was the Rabshake who spoke. The, way, the only way you can understand this thing is when you begin to understand what these three people are. The three Things we are reading, Tatan, Rapsaris, Rapshaki, they are not the names of the people, they are the titles of the offices they occupied. The Tatan was the army commander. His name from the Hebrew is Tatanu, which is the second in command, the commander in chief of the army. He was the supreme commander. That man was the army commander that led them to war. He led them into battles. He was the strongest. He was the bravest man you could think about. That was the guy who could stand in a battle and win a battle and get conquest for Assyria. Noted for bravery. Noted for might. And noted for power. But when they got to the gate, the Tartan did not speak. Because when it comes to time for speaking for God, it is not the business of the Tatanu because it is not by might and it's not by power, but by my spirit. You see, when it comes to time to speak for God, it is not about how courageous you are, how bold you are. It is not even about how much faith you have. For it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. So they got to the gate and the Tartan, in spite of all his power, in spite of all the ability he carried, in spite of his bravery, the man was silent. Rab Saris. The Rab Saris is taken from two words. Rab and Saris. Rab means might. It means great. It means captain. The Saris was somebody who was an official or a eunuch. The Rab Saris was the chief official. The chief eunuch. That man was the chief chamberlain of the Assyrian palace. He was the one who kept the account of public revenue. That man was astute, intelligent, brilliant. His brains were together and his will was settled. That was a powerful man when it came to intellect, the ability to govern and the ability to organize. He kept the palaces of the king. 
He kept all the royal estate. The man was the one that made sure that the tribute they obtained from foreign nations were paid. And when foreign emissaries came into Assyria, he was the one who led them to the king. This man was noted for intelligence, wisdom, understanding. You are talking about a man who is intellectually together. And yet, at the gate, he was mute. He couldn't speak. We are in a time now. In the realm of the spirit. Speaking for God is not for the most articulate. It is not for the most intelligent. It is not for the people that are brave. It is not for the people that are powerful. It is not for those who have gone to Bible school, learned this, that. Intelligent. Educated. Wise. Smart. Exposure. You are talking about all the things you think qualify you to talk for God. God said none of that. The one that spoke was the Rab Shaki. And Rab Shaki is taken from two words. Rab, which is might, great, captain. Shaki is Shaka. A word which means cup bearer. It means drink. It means water. That man was the chief butler of the king. He was the one that prepared the king's wine and then served the king his wine. This was the man that took the king's wine into his presence and gave it to him to drink. He was the one who had the closest relationship with the king. The Tartan dealt with an army. The Rabshakeh dealt with the man himself. The Tartan dealt with war, warfare. The Rab Shakeh was used to the presence of the king. The Rab Saris dealt with properties. He dealt with things. But the Rab Shakeh dealt with the man, the king himself. The Rab Shakeh was in the presence of the king but the Tartan and the Rab Saris were out there in the field doing things for the king. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a place in the time of the spirit right now where there is a great competition. A competition between the presence of God and the work of God. Rab Shakis are the people that are specialists in the presence of God. We are talking about the butler who Joseph met in prison. We are talking about Nehemiah, the butler who stood before the king. God is looking for people to stand in his presence. In fact, as a matter of fact, the palace of the king is empty. The presence of God Almighty has been vacated. Because the people he called to minister unto him have loved his presence and they are ministering to other people and they are ministering to things. Some of us, our careers have taken us away from him. Some of us, our families have taken us away from him. Many of those of us who are in ministry, our ministries have taken us away from Almighty God. I was preaching in Amsterdam three weeks ago. I was talking about the Rab Shakeh spirit. Along the line, I broke down and cried like a baby. I said, Lord, 
take away this microphone and give me your presence because this microphone is taking me from god and is taken by god away from me i said lord shut all those doors of invitation and open the presence of your holy of holies for me to come in i said lord i don't want opportunity i said, I said lord my congregation the church i pastor take it i said take take, take the microphone take 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 the breakthroughs take the opportunities to preach i don't know but i'm talking to somebody today who is busier for god but you know less of him today that you knew him 10 years ago some of you have become so courageous so bold like the tartan but god is not looking for tartans right now he's not looking for rapsaris right now god is looking for the rapsakis he's saying where is my cup bearer where are the people who talk to me where are the people who can feel my heart where are the people who can sense the way i feel i tell you ladies and gentlemen god is a very lonely god in heaven because most of the people he called to minister unto him have left his presence and they are doing things they got to the gate the rabbi saris is silent the tartan is silent the, the, the reason they are silent is they have nothing to say this Rabshake man, he's not a soldier, he's not a very intelligent man, but he has one thing the rest don't have. He is very, very close to God. May God raise an intercessor today. May, may God raise a worshiper. May God raise somebody who is used to the presence of God. Somebody who stands in his presence and says, you know what? I, I, I don't want to be the one who is bold enough to handle artillery, heavy artillery. I don't want to know how to handle bombs, handle heavy weapons. All I want is the simple skill of preparing wine and serving the wine to the king. Now, when you study the various things the man said, he said, you know what, King Ezekiah, you have put your trust in Egypt, but I want to tell you that Egypt is a weakened force. Egypt is a Bruce Reed. And if you lean on Egypt, he will pierce your hand. And, and that is because by that time, Egypt had forced wars with Assyria. And Egypt had been weakened. A depleted force. So because Rabsaris was very, sorry, Rabshakeh was very close to the king, the king had informed him. You see, when you are very close to somebody, look, I will tell you, the houseboy of the president of Ghana, knows things cabinet ministers don't know. Because sometimes in the frustration of the man, he will talk. So I'm sure anytime Rabshakeh came into the presence of the king, the king said, ha, Rabshakeh, look, um, this, this guy, what's his name? Hezekiah is depending on these Egyptians, but Egypt is a weak force. So, Rabshakeh was close enough to the king to know that Egypt is a wicked form. If you were close enough to God, you see, by the time Jesus came into the world, everybody was afraid of the devil. And when the disciples went and ministered, 
and devils were subject unto them, they came to Jesus and they said, even the devils are subject unto us. Jesus said, this thing is making you nightmare because you are on the outside and you don't understand. I came from the bosom of the father. I am the Rab Shakehi from the bosom of the father and I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And therefore, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. If you were close enough to God, you will understand that the devil is under your feet and not on top of your head. May God make you understand the strategy for warfare. The Rab Shakeh understood he had the strategy for warfare because he was close to the king. And look at what he said. He said, that's say it the great king of Assyria. That means this Rav Shake was not speaking for himself. He was speaking for the king. There is one great worry today. The names of people are taking over the name of Jesus in the kingdom. And I pray that this name that is higher than every other name the name of Jesus tonight we exalt that name far above principalities far above powers far above thrones and dominions come and scream a yes like your voice is yours and pray the Rav Shake said that said the great king of Assyria he didn't say I say because I'm telling you, if Rav Shakir had said, I see, nobody would be afraid. But he said, that said the great king of Assyria. So now, the man was a representative of the king. The man was a strategist. He understood what was happening in the enemy's camp. The other thing about this Rav Shakir is that he said, go and tell king, the king of, um, go and tell um, King Hezekiah that if we give him 2,000 horses, he cannot even put people on them to fight. That means the man was a contender. And he added another shot. When he said, Have I now come against this city on my own? Has not the Lord said unto me, Go to Jerusalem and destroy it. What King Sennacherib is saying is that, I am coming against Jerusalem and it is God who sent me to destroy Jerusalem. The man was an enforcer. I see you go into the presence of God. He will give you a mission. He will give you a mandate. And wherever you go, you will say, that say the Lord. What do you want? You say, God sent me. I see somebody walk about where God sent me. God told me. God said, do it. God gave me the mandate. God told me to do it. And as you carry that mandate, may almighty God cause you to take kingdoms and possess the gates of the enemy. He said, has not the Lord sent me? Another thing about this Rav Shakeh man was that the, the man, he knew many things. He also knew that King Hezekiah had gone to, you see, there were these high places they had built for worshipping God. And then later on, the children of Israel turned it into places of idolatry and they started worshipping idols. So, when Hezekiah became a king, he pulled down all these places, tore them down, and then made the people come to Jerusalem to worship. 
so that they will not worship idols. Now, it was a good thing the king did. But the king of Assyria turned the psychology and said, you know what? You have destroyed God's altars. And because you destroyed God's altars, even God himself is against you. Now, he's mischievous. But if you study the psychology of it, you will understand that at least the man understood that if you are a worshiper, you will win your battle. The man understood the power of a worshiper because this guy was constantly in the presence of the king. He's hearing things. He's seeing things. May the Lord raise worshipers. People that will stand in his presence. The man knew a lot of things. The other thing about this Rabshakeh man was that the man was a linguist. He spoke the language of the Jews and he spoke his Assyrian language. So the, the messengers of Hezekiah, they said, talk to us in the Assyrian language because we understand that one and don't talk in the Jewish language. Speak another language. We understand it. But the man said, you know what? I can handle the Jewish language. I can handle the Assyrian language. And anybody who can understand many languages and speak many languages will be a victor in warfare. You, you will win warfare if you can speak many languages. And that is why you and I, when we got born again and the power of the Holy Ghost came up from on high upon us, God gave us that precious gift of the speaking in other tongues and that is why we pray with understanding and we pray with tongues we pray in the spirit and we pray with our understanding also that when the power of god comes upon you god gives you the capacity to speak many languages and anytime you speak in other tongues your mind is unfruitful but your spirit is speaking mysteries to the glory of god the man was a linguist Rab Shaki. The pattern is not speaking. The Rab Saris is not speaking. The Tatan, the Tatan is quiet. Rab Saris is quiet. And the Rab Shaki speaking for God. I don't know about your case. In my case, as I stay longer with God. My prayer is changing. One of the prayers I'm praying is, Lord, this microphone, take it away. Give it to other people. I tell Chairman Clement every day, the day I will go to Bogatanga and my congregation will be holding placard, we don't want you in this church anymore. I will be very grateful to them. May the Lord deliver me from church. May he deliver me from microphone. Because you know what? When I was 25 years old, I enjoyed my God better than today. When I was 23 years old, my Christianity was simple. It was without complications. All I wanted was God. When I went into prayer, I didn't pray about a meeting. I prayed God. When I went into worship, I was not thinking about going to a meeting. I never thought about a scripture. And the reason for going into the scripture was to go and teach somebody. I read the scripture to apply to myself to change my life. Lord, deliver me from the microphone. Take it. 
and give it to younger people who are looking for microphone. Because as for me now, I don't want the microphone. I want my God. The prophet said, prepare to meet that God, O Israel. May the Lord touch our hearts one more time. May he bring that simple humility in our hearts. May God make us understand that the thing we call blessing, the things we call breakthrough, and the things we call success are taking us away from God. Every open door you receive leads you away from his presence. Every open door takes you away from God. Every gift you receive becomes a substitute for the God you are supposed to have. When he said, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world? He lose his soul. Makoto most of the days of my life when I will be in a bathroom and I cannot come out because a glory has appeared in the bathroom and sees me in the bathroom they were before I was 30 years old but the busier I became the less time I spent there with him Lord Take away the microphone. I don't want all that preaching. I don't want to pray for. I don't want the things. I want you. I know you are a very successful man now with a very big business. But where is your God? You married a very beautiful woman and gave God the exit. Married a handsome man, gave God the exit. God bring us back where we belong. Give us God instead of ministry. Give us God instead of church. Give us God instead of a microphone. Give us God instead of success. Lord, bring us to the place where we understand that the purest of all things are in the simplest form. Out of the three people, out of the three, the Tatan, the Rapsaris, the Rapshaki, the simplest was the Rapshaki. Simple man. All he did was press wine. Give it to the king. So that the people that stand in his presence. I don't know those of you. I, I don't know whether you've been to SU before. Simple SU students. Why yeah, 
No malice. Money was not attached to what we were doing. We didn't want a building. It was a botanical garden. Nothing there but God. Lord, take away this microphone. I have told very close friends of mine and in fact, these days, it's very difficult to struggle with me over anything. Because if you attempt it, before you pull it, it will be in your hands. Because I don't want anything. The older you grow in life, and sometimes, certain experiences in life will show you that the only thing in this world what keeping is the presence of God. Lord, keep us in your presence. A man that stays in his presence, a woman that stays in his presence, qualifies to speak because you know his heart. God is saying many things. Don't be in a hurry. It's not about knowledge. It's not about experience. It's not about gifts. It's not about skill. What does it? Who's present. The difference between Rav Shaki, Rav Saris, and the Tata was that the Rav Shaki spent more time with the king than the rest of them. Pastor Stanley, may God give me one week. When I go into God's presence and I'm not thinking about a congregation. Come on now. In the Old Testament. He ordained the priest to stand in his presence. In our day, he ordains us to run away and go and do things. Oh, and, 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 and when you hear our testimonies, they are crazy. And I went here and this happened. And I went there and this happened. And I did this and this happened. And the other day I was in a meeting. And the other day I was in a meeting. 
Those are my testimonies. Shameful testimonies. My Lord God, help me to specialize in staying in your presence. May the Lord take us today. Send us into his presence. Lift up your hand. Pray for that rapture spirit. Lord, I want to stand in your presence. I finished preaching. Lift up your hand and talk to him. So holy are you God or creation they call you God Your Majesty, 